Hi, and welcome to Australia's first Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. My name is Christine, and ever since laying eyes on my first tiny house, I wanted to know more about the movement, the lifestyle, the communities, and most of all, how I can go tiny. While on my tiny journey, gathering information and meeting amazing like-minded people, I started thinking, apart from my business, how could I contribute back to the movement? Then I was introduced to podcasting and that was my light bulb moment. I'm so thrilled that through this podcast, I am able to bring you an amazing cast of co-hosts who all bring their own unique skills, knowledge, and advice to each episode. All of us are extremely passionate about the tiny house movement and want to share our experience, expertise, and enthusiasm with our listeners. Each week, we will bring you a special guest interview or particular hot topic discussion that relates to tiny living for your listening pleasure. Okay, let's jump in and find out who we have with us this week. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Tiny Houses. Today, Patty and I have come up to the Sunshine Coast to meet one of the leading tiny house builders in Australia, Fabio Pellucci. How are you, Fabio? Very well, very well. How are you guys? Really How are you, on. Chris? How are you, Patty? Love a road trip. Yes. I know. Love it's always to good to come to, to the sunny coast. It's never too hard to come for a visit, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's never, it's never a big problem, I guess. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for having us here. Yeah, We're at your you. new showroom work workshop, workshed. Workshed, factory, factory, workshop, hopefully very soon, uh, I would say, hopefully a bit of a display home as well showroom. for tiny houses. Yes. So to give you a... a Formal introduction, Fabio Pellucci, the Managing Director of Aussie Tiny Houses on the Sunshine Coast. And it, Patty and I were saying before as well that when we were down at St Ives last, oh, two weekends ago now, people were, we've heard about Aussie. Who's those builders on the Sunshine Coast? Tell us more about them. Yeah. So word is spreading. <laughs> it's everywhere. That's so good. yeah, and reputation as well. Lots of people were saying we've heard really great things about Fabio and his team, you know. And then of course it was a great in Patty was like, I haven't built my tiny house. So they're like, oh tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for having us here today, yeah, Fabio. My pleasure. Thank really you. appreciate it. Uh so if we get straight into it. For those who are listening and they um, are out there thinking, I want to build my tiny, um, where do I go? Who do I look to? For you, Would you like to give us a description of Aussie Tiny Houses and some more information for people who are looking, uh, what you provide to the customer? And then we'll go into um, Patty's experience purchasing through yourself as well because you always speak so highly of how she felt she was really involved in the build. Thanks a lot, Christine. So, um, we also tiny houses. We've been in the business for now over three and a half. We're probably almost topping to almost four years in a couple, um, months and, um, tracking, enjoying the whole lifestyle or the whole tiny house movement. Um, we can assist, um, basically, um, the customers in a variety of different ways. So, um, of course, we're building tiny houses. We're now creating a bit of a, um, that's why we moved into this new factory. So, um, we've, um, wanted to have a bit more of a space and a bit more of a, 
a, a car yard space. We're wanting to um, this year create what we call the tiny house hub here in the sunny coast. And we're planning to sort of a hold a large amount of displays pretty much across the whole year for people to come and visit and walk through and get a feeling of what, what a tiny house looks like if they can or cannot take this decision just to sort of give that visual feeling aspect to customers because it's such a new product and it's such a new concept um, and I believe most it's being dictated by YouTube videos, photos, online things and it's really important um, for you to kind of step inside one to get that real feel and to be able to, to, to look around and say, yeah, okay, I can definitely live in a tiny house and just sort of a go through that process. So uh, we're trying to assist customers this year with, of course, building, giving them this option to create a bit of a hub where they can come, look around. We're going to have a lot of, um, we're going to create a bit of a showroom as well, just to create a nice experience for customers that they can eventually choose also to things. So we want to create the same experience or even much better for tiny house customers to build their tiny the same way as any customers are building their million dollars property out there. Mm. We want to give them this option, this, this, the, the chance to choose, to pick, to customize. Um, one of the things we, 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 we kind of specializing in is in customizing. Um, we have, of course, standard designs and things, and, and some of them will be in our website, but probably 90% of our work has been doing with custom designs. And even if we have standard designs that our customers kind of like and they want to go with, we always got to be encouraging them and say, look, are you sure this design is going to work? Let's sit down together with our architects and design team and just understand all your needs, understand who you are, what are your, what are your needs, what are your preferences, how is your lifestyle? Just because it's a tiny house, so it must be tailor it must be custom to your specific needs your wants and this is something that i think it's really magical about this whole industry and one of the things that it makes us builders really happy because we've been already a little bit into the other sort of a standard conventional market as well been in conventional houses most of our team came from um, the conventional building industry as well and um we were um always been a bit um I'm uh, not agreeing in a way because the market out there doesn't give any level of identity, customization to all of those sort of state houses. It's almost like you can see that they're all the same houses. They've got the same finishes. They've got the same look. They've got the same size bedrooms. They've got the same size kitchen. But if I ask you, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer is we're all very different to each other. Um, I'm not a big cooker, but you could say to me, Fabio, I love to cook and I cook every day at home. Okay, we have different needs already, which is going to dictate a very different place and a different house and different needs. Which means even though um, the tiny house market is, is um, it's kind of a growing, we love the fact that we can customize and work with each customer. So it's almost like we have a rule in house that we say there's no right or wrong. Um, it's only if we can, cannot do, if the regulation allow or doesn't allow, all the rest is whatever the customer creation wants, wish list is. That's, that's what it's all about. Um, so this is another aspect of the, the business that we kind of a, sort of a ta tailoring and trying to specialize with, which is customizing. 
we've gone through now over um, 167, 168 custom tiny house designs that we've worked with specific customers. And the beauty of this is that it's giving us a lot of information of what customers want, what people want, what do they need, what is a must, what is flexible. And we just kind of try and design and create things around those answers and those needs that we kind of are perceiving in the market. Um, so this is some of the, the main key features, I would say. Um, apart from, of course, we, we've been assisting customers with delivering the tiny houses. We now started working quite heavily with finance companies. So we now have partnered up with over three to four finance companies. And we are trying to get our foot in the door with a big couple um, finance corporations and see if they can start eventually perceiving the tiny houses as a bit of a different asset to what it is classed nowadays. Mm. Which means we're just hoping to start opening the, the, the eyes of a lot of investors and financial institutions out there that this is a house, right? People are using this as a house. This is not a recreational vehicle. Um, this is not a vehicle, even though it's classified as one, um, but it's treated as a house. So ideally we're trying to work with some financial institutional companies just to see if we can, they can start perceiving this and, and putting a bit of more of a, a safety behind this transaction so that they can create products that will give uh, more affordability and better rates for our customers as well. Um, we've been working a lot with insurance companies now, and this has been very positive. So we have now over four insurance companies that have insured our tiny houses for us. Um, and I can tell the insurance companies, they're loving the products. Um, awesome. They are even creating some of the insurance companies. They now started to create specific products tailored to the tiny house market, which is great. It's showing that um, there is an interest there. There is a market getting created. Um, and like I mentioned, we've been having pretty much almost 100% of our tiny houses getting insured through these companies. Yeah, so this is a little bit about the overview of Aussie tiny houses or since we've started. Um, yeah. So um, what I'm really picking up from uh, what you've just explained there and from feedback from mm. Patty is it's not just about going and, and buying a McMansion or a cookie cutter home, you're really providing a personalized custom service to each person and that's part of the whole experience like becoming part of the Aussie tiny houses family yeah. and um, yeah it's like a real warm caring mm -hmm. experience that you go through and you're part of it all the way because I always uh, absolutely yeah, yeah Patty always says oh, <laughs> Patty would send me pictures and oh mm -hmm. it's just really great and I'll oh, move this move that you know and you really felt part of it and I think that's a big thing with with the tiny house community there is a community and everyone wants that community family feel yes. and that's what you're really providing and we've noticed as well that because it's a new market people mm -hmm. are really sort of following each other they're supporting each other they they um they they are needing they craving this um information and things so we've been working with a lot of our customers that are blogging through their journey of building the tiny house or even customers that eventually just um, wanting to know how the tiny house is progressing and we kind of like to feed them a lot with photos so we have a bit of a we create a kind of a our building team as soon as the building starts to progress and go on to production we have a bit of a, 
Um, we create a process where basically we, we, we open a communication channel in between the building team and the customers. And they're going to be first, of course, talking to each customer because each customer has got different requirements. Some customer says, please just send me photos when, when something big has happened and we just want to see the building progressing. And some customers, they say, look, send us as many photos as you can, send us videos, send us all of these type of things because I think it's just poking them a little bit to just sort of uh, get their feeling, participate on that, mm -hmm. even though they're not here, um, nailing and working, they feeling that they're part of that mm -hmm. and they see that growing. And it's almost like having a baby. Almost like having a baby. <laughs> Getting a little ultrasound. That's a really good analogy. That's a really good analogy. And just taking yeah. care and seeing that growing yeah. and kind of a monitoring all of that. So it's, it's a really fun process because, like I said, even in the conventional markets, you, be, you could be spending a fortune on building your house. And I'm pretty sure that the, the builders are not going to be updating you. And even I don't know how enthusiastic you will be in regards to that comparing to tiny houses. So, um, yeah, so definitely would like to sort of work with the customers and try and show them what's happening inside our factories. Mm -hmm. uh, we are planning and we just started actually today, our electricians, they started running cameras inside our factories. So our plan is for soon to start giving maybe even access to some customers so they can see exactly how the tiny house yeah. it's it's going what's happening we show that there's nothing for us to be hiding from our customers of course and um but it gives them that access which is just like you mentioned with with, with the kids that they started now with the daycares i've got two daughters and they started now giving these options where they have apps where you can monitor all the photos and activities and things happening with your kids during that day and that's almost the same that we're trying to create here a little bit with the tiny houses as well yeah that's fantastic. Would amazing. you have been on that, Patty? Um, no, probably not, but I was still happy to have all the, the feedback and I was given choices, you know, now's the time. Do you want your floorboards going lengthwise or sideways? Do you want this? Do you want that? And it was certainly part of the build process. And I think what I'm finding now, what's really impre incredible, is that the passion you had back then when I first met you is still there and you've mm. obviously instilled that in the rest of your workers so congratulations to thank that you. I think you've done thank you very happy phenomenal to job and the things that you said you've got to walk inside it to have that wow factor and i'd been thinking of containers and, and it wasn't until you said come in and have a look at this one and i actually took a breath and just went yep i can live here and I think it's you've still got that even after you've done so many builds. <laughs> I think awesome. it's really nice that you're still in touch with that essence. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate. Yeah. I think it's such an interesting and and it's a market that I believe most of us in this market are here for passion. Yeah. If I can tell you something in regards to the building industry, that's probably a good insight is that building conventional houses will make any builder, it's a lot more profitable than building tiny houses. Which means most of the tiny house builders, they're in the industry because of a passion, because of a reason. And that's what we've always wanted to do mm. since we sort of uh, understood a little bit more about the conventional housing market. And then we said, okay, we, we got to try and offer possibilities and different options for customers. We got to try and, 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 and 
open up new doors, I would say, mm. for, 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 for this market to come through. Mm. So um, really appreciate actually the words. Um, but yeah, no, it, I, I guess say, it's... I'm, I'm loving my life in my tiny and I feel like it is my tiny. Yeah. Even though I didn't actually put those nails in, but I still felt like... Because I think I came in and I went, why is the door over there? No, I want the door over here. And now, actually, I want the stairs closer to the door. And can you put the loft at this height? And the other one I want at this height. And can you do this? And, can you, and you'd still ring up and go, now, do you want putty in those notches in the wall? No, I don't want that. Mm. And you'd leave it and you'd let it go. And so I felt like I was definitely part of that process. And even got to, you didn't say no very often, but there was one about the roof line, I think it was, that Luke <laughs> kind of went, no, nah, that's not going to work. And I kind of went, so that, okay, I'll take that no. <laughs> but that's good too, to know that that's you, correct. there are yeah, limits. We have regulations, yeah. we have sort of a method that's and it. processes. Yeah. And, and some of those changes, happy. like I went from the little peak roof to the skillion roof, and it turns out now I only needed one set of guttering yep. and that the water flowed off the back of the yes. house. And so these different and it's decisions. Work better for, the, um, for the solar panels. That's that it. Different decisions that I yep. made. I didn't realize the consequences. And I'm not sure if you knew the consequences ahead, but the, all the decisions that we made were for the good of, I guess, how I wanted to live. Like yep. you were saying, it's very individual. And, um, but they were all, I don't regret any of those decisions at all. So I appreciate your support through yeah, all of that, that as well. Great. That is great to hear, Patty. <laughs> yeah. So, um, having spoken about, uh, Patty in terms of building tinies for people to live in, there's this emerging market of people wanting to be part of the movement, maybe not feeling they could go into a tiny, but they want to be part of it. And they're seeing this other avenue, um, via Airbnb. Uh, avenues so having a tiny on their property one six I think you were saying one mm -hmm. of your clients is doing um, so could you give us a little bit of insight how you're seeing the um, emergence of that market mm -hmm. and where you think it might go over yes, the next few years definitely definitely um, definitely we've been seeing a massive amount of um, investors or different profile coming into the, 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 the tiny house market basically um i believe i guess it's not because it's taking from the other market but it's it's just that the, the tiny house concept is it's coming up out there quite big and it's showing that it's so flexible and it's got so many positive things that even other markets now are starting to look into tiny houses and seeing the benefits on how they can translate the tiny house concept to their specific markets. Um, so the same way the whole housing industry is going for a bit of a revolution in a way, I call it a revolution because I, I, I see things changing quite drastically from, from, from now on, I would say. So I believe the same way that the housing industry is going for a bit of a big change, the accommodation businesses are going for the same stage as well which means they started understanding that people, they don't necessarily need just the accommodation fact, which is a roof over their heads. They want to now experiences mm. together with the roof over their heads. Mm. And this experiences is what the tiny house industry or the tiny house movement is bringing along with all of this, which is not only about the living small, living minimal, 
let's focus our energy into what we really love and what we want to focus rather than what society tell us to focus on. But um, I think it's basically just um, showing to this customer, to, to these businesses, sorry, that um, rather than they just give a roof over their heads as accommodation, now they can give experiences that will start opening people's mind and perceptions to what they really want, don't, what makes them feel good, what makes them don't feel good. Which means most of these businesses now, they started to spread in these tiny houses all over the country into really sacred, sort of a nice, exclusive places. Not all of them, of course, but majority are looking for a really nice, special place that you can go and put your tiny house in. And when you put someone into that experience, what they're going to start absorbing is not only, okay, this is a tiny house and I need to live minimal, but what is really important to me? Is it the nature? Is it all of this that I'm now I'm starting to get in contact and in touch with? Or is it that big five, six bedroom house that everyone or society tell us that we need to have? Full of stuff. Full of stuff. And then you need to fill in that with stuff because it's six bedrooms. So there's a lot of stuff that you're going to need to purchase to fill that in. And that's just going to probably take you off. It's just going to demand more work, more time, more of your life for you to sustain that. Mm -hmm. And that is just a matter of questioning back. Is it that? what we really need or is it that just what the conventional has been but now it's shifting so i guess that all of this business is great because they're giving options for people out there to really try and understand this shift that is happening with not only accommodation but lifestyles what's really important to us how much stuff do we really need to have in order to be happy what is really happy or happiness um, and just sort of a trying present options for, for people. Um, we've been having a lot of investors using the tiny houses to give experiences to customers so they can live, of course, um, off the grid, sustainable experiences. We have a lot of customers now bidding farm experiences to, to show to the city people what a farm life is about and to show the kids on the cities what a farm life is about. Um, we've been having a lot of customers creating beautiful permaculture design concepts and creating a very nice organic gardens and a really nice eco place that now they can bring people, show them the whole concept, not only living small, but what's around the lifestyle. And I think that's what's really important and started to change and create that shift into the um the rental or the rental market, I would say. Yeah, so I believe that's a, that's a bit of that shift that it's happening in that real estate market and in the accommodation business that it's actually being very fa fa favorable, I would say, for the tiny house movement because it's giving people options to, to understand what this tiny house or the tiny movement is about mm. um, and experience that, not only the housing, the lifestyle as well. Yeah, definitely. So expanding from the Airbnb, you were mentioning that some of your clients are purchasing them for their already established businesses as a way to conduct their business yep. in a different format. Correct. Yeah, yep. yeah definitely. So we've been having now, um, we've been doing um, health retreats. We've been doing um, tiny houses that are tailored to small businesses. So we've been having, let's say, 
um, masseuse that they have their massage clinic or they need to rent a space out there and now rather than they put this money towards a rental they can put this money towards purchasing their own mobile clinic for example mm -hmm. and have the flexibility of having that clinic first anywhere they wanted to have but also have that in their yards for example so you could have customers coming rather than coming through your house and maybe disturb your 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 lifestyle or your family lifestyle you could have now a more specific place tailored specifically to that needs and that you could eventually even have that position in places that could assist the, the, or could benefit the business as well. Um, we had a psychologist as we were speaking before um, and she wanted to create a bit of an office outside of her house and he had a big yard and a big, uh, a big acreage actually and she said why don't create an office that could be in within nature rather than being in within um, more of what we, we commonly sing every single day. So, um, and she thought that there would, there would be a big benefit to her businesses on, to her business in giving that option to customers to, to have their treatment in a beautiful, nice, lush, green place. Yeah. Um, so definitely we see that the tiny houses are not only going to, um, people that are wanting to live tiny, but they're going out to a variety of different needs purposes, businesses that eventually are finding um, what's important in, in that uh, niche. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I was just picturing, you know, we have um, lots of discussions in the tiny house movement of tiny eco-villages. Imagine yes. if there was like a tiny business, tiny business village. Yeah. Like it's similar <laughs> to like what's here. Imagine that. Or so we're in an industrial area here. But imagine you go come off the highway and pop into your little tiny business village. Yeah. That's cool. And, <laughs> and then they could all go on little movements together and take all their businesses around Australia with that them. That's a very good idea, oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> take it and run with it, people. That's it. <laughs> Because it started with all the food trucks. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is just an expansion. Yes, that's exactly. What other types of yep. business? And if, yeah. you, and if you're really thinking nowadays society, and even especially nowadays with all these viruses and all these talks that we're having out there, imagine that all these um, food truck businesses, mm. what they're taking is the largest burden in the business is, is, is rental, is having that place that they can run the businesses. And with situations like nowadays, for example, that people need to shut their doors, or either you're paying rent and no one is coming through your doors, mm -hmm. or you create this mobile facility business where you don't yeah. have a fixed rental anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it creates this flexibility for businesses as well because don't put more pressure onto them and it gives more flexibility for them to go after their businesses rather than the the open the doors yeah. and wait for hopefully the customers mm -hmm. to come through. So once again, it's another shift into another market that it's probably creating and showing other options for people that could minimize the risk on their businesses and it could give an advantage as well to them. And it also flows on to service or product price. If you're not having to pay high rents for where your business is, you can flow on that cost uh, yep. that benefit to your customers by offering a high market service but not having that um, necessarily high-end price yep. tag with yes. it. And I think as well, like how you had mentioned uh, a counselling business had a tiny bill. And I think particularly like for kids, this would be like going into a, 
a big <laughs> cubby. Like, and that would make, that would add to the experience for the customer. You know, it's something unique. It's a point of difference for the mm. business, but mm. it's adding to, like, imagine kids True. in here. Yeah. yeah. Like, every time yeah. I've had kids visit with the meetings and stuff we've had, the kids are in the loft. Yes. That's where they are. <laughs> yeah. and the so hardest thing is to get them out of the loft. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And then they want to jump out of there. No, no, no. Use, use the stairs, please. <laughs> oh, so awesome. So we're actually having our interview today in one of your tinies. Oh, what model is this that we're in? So this model that we have in this uh, lovely conversation is the Mululaba, oh. which is pretty much one of our kind of a most popular designs, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, since we've, we've, we've designed this model, it took us a good 80 or so odd designs to, to come to this one. I would say after learning and trying and testing and building and going through that um, learning curve. Um, but um, yeah, so this is the Mululaba 7.2. It's basically a 7.2 long tiny house the width we all know it's about two and a half max from the outside and 4.3 meters high from the ground to the highest point um, we have a loft bedroom basically and we have a very different design actually with this tiny that probably you guys have noticed that we kind of created a way to wrap and get the stairs kind of out of the mid context of the house which is where we spend most of our times and and living and kitchen areas so sort of a just design it differently to kind of open up more the spaces for the areas that we use the most. And this is one of the things, this design came from after we, like I mentioned, after designing so many and getting in touch with so many customers that they wanted to have the bathrooms a little bit more private and not directly linked to the, to the kitchens. Yeah. They wanted to have <laughs> the stairs in a way that it's more kind of um, um, safer to climb up and down. That's why we create walls around those stairs. Mm. So it's a lot safer. So even actually we've been having a little bit older customers that they wouldn't accept the the lofts, let's say, or they would prefer a ground level bedroom. Now taking this model because they kind of really like the way it works and the way we kind of tuck away the stairs out of the way, Mm. the way this space that we're talking now feels quite Mm. big and open. So we just, gathering all of this information from these customers and kind of just trying to tweak and, 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 and design for those. Yeah. So what would be one of the most innovative requests from a customer or peculiar requests from a customer that you've had to innovate and make happen? Mm, that's a very tricky one. <laughs> We've had so many, so many type of, of questions and ideas and things and I, I, I understand actually one of the reasons and the reasons is because most of the um, the information, the videos, the ideas and that it's happening in the tiny house industry, it's coming from America, it's coming from Canada, which has been one of the first markets to start really growing and they have very different regulations on their markets. Right which makes it um, sometimes really amazing ideas, but sometimes we cannot transpose them into the Australian market. Just because, how can I say, America, they, it seems that they don't have much regulations around the transport <laughs> industry, and you can almost build as big 
as heavy as you want not as big as you want of course you have some restrictions but you can go really long you can go really heavy as long as you've got vehicles to do, to to be able to tow these as, as long as you're using the right vehicles, vehicles and they, they have those big in. vehicles yeah, yeah. and in australia we know that this is not the same scenario we don't have those mm. big american trucks even if they do they will cost a fortune you'll be able to, to buy another tiny house and a half just with the with the cost of those cars which it doesn't make sense for the whole movement and um so we've we've been having a lot of um i wouldn't call crazy but i would say we've been having a lot of very different and unique kind of things getting requested that we have to sometimes just pull back to the, the australian regulation and look back and say look can we really do it what are the risks or not so we always kind of are referring back to this but we've done quite a few very interesting things with tiny houses um most of the really interesting different things i would say that they even come sometimes outside of the tiny house and that's what i mentioned that the, the tiny house it's not in within only that space that we are now talking to all of you guys but it's the landscaping and everything you create around that space mm -hmm. as well and this is one thing that we're very kind of a picky when we are designing our tinies because even though a customer says, look, let's just design my tiny house, we're always going to say, okay, what are you doing outside? What are your plans to be doing outside? Are you planning on running deckings, um, awnings? Are you planning on putting um, outdoor showers? What are you planning to do? Because we need to somehow understand this when we design it so then we can cater for all of this. We can have all provisions ready for this. We can make sure that a window is not going to be in front of your awning and things like that. But we can basically assist with designing the whole concept, which is not only the house, it's a home. but everything. It's the home. It's what the customers will be building outside and how magic they can create that outdoor um, areas. So we've been having customers like um, recessing bathtubs on deckings, building beautiful, nice, massive deckings, putting awnings or, or, or pergolas outside and recessing, creating multi-level decks which means rather than you try and spread everything in one level decking, now they started creating multi-level deckings that you can create different environments. You start separating, separating spaces. You start giving a lot more shape to the, um, to the architecture you're trying to do from the outside. Um, but it's giving them this option to create these really unique things such as um, outdoor bathtubs. We had a customer building a now bath house mm -hmm. facing a national park. Um, everything was literally linked under the trailer with the same tiny house, hot water system and everything else. But it's giving them this option to sort of create everything that it's outside as well, not only inside the houses. Um, inside of the houses, I would say that um, we had customers already asking us to find, <laughs> to find ways to build a house that they could even actually move and carry the motorbikes in as well. Oh. So we had to create kind of a tiny house that had a separate sort of a bit of a space in the back to load bikes. Basically, it was a beautiful Harley Davidson big bike. Yeah. So um, one of the proper ones. But um, he wanted to have the facility to be able to load that onto that trailer slash tiny house, be able to move it across. So, um, yeah, we had a few of these type of um, things that we have to deal with. Yeah. Um, we always try and work around and work with the customers, of course, um, in regards to what they're really needing. We always try and encourage them to make sure that this 
if it's really a feasible idea. So I remember with this customer that wanted to buy behind the trailer, we really sat down to him and say, look, we're going to have to restrict the size of your tiny house and the weight and all of this because of that extradition that you're asking me to do. Are you happy to do all of this type of thing? So it's, it's giving the customer these options that they go guiding us in, in regards to what's really important to them and what they're happy to sort of uh, give up and work alone. Wow, what a great episode. I would like to thank you for listening and I really hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. I would like to now invite you over to our exclusive Facebook group where you as our listeners will be able to interact with us, each other, see photos and additional extras that accompany each episode and be the first to know what we have coming up. If there is a particular topic you would like to hear more about or someone you think we need to interview, please drop us a line at letstalktinyhouses at gmail.com or via our Facebook group. You can find this podcast series on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. And while you're there, please show your love by giving us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. Our show notes will be available on Podbean along with any podcast corrections and amendments. The Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast is brought to you by myself, Christine Murphy, and my business, OCD, Organising, Cleaning and Decluttering Specialist, which can be found on Facebook or through my website, ocdpro.com.au. I would like to thank all my co-hosts for their amazing contributions and Joanne Helder for editing all our audio and making us sound so fabulous. Until next week, please take care and enjoy yourself.